Welcome, one and all, to the Bullhawk Sports Show. I am CJ Hawk, joined by DJ Benny the Bull. And we have a vast array of exciting topics to get through in episode 54. Depending on timing and length of segments, it could be parts one and two. We'll see, bearing any magical timing requirements or of that nature so let's get into it right now um the first thing i want to discuss is are you looking forward to seeing a manchester city and fulham recap for this week's games are you excited to hear me talk about manchester city's dominant win fulham's awesome fifth in a row draw well i'm sorry to burst your bubble both games were canceled due to covid19 Postponed is probably the better word. Manchester City was going to play Everton yesterday on Tuesday. And it was postponed due to a number of the Manchester City players being testing positive for COVID. So in effort to be safe, the game was postponed against Everton for a later date. And Fulham's game today against Tottenham Hotspur was also postponed when a number of the Fulham players tested positive for COVID-19 so also to be safe they postponed that match as well so both those matches were postponed and Manchester City is playing their next match on Sunday against Chelsea but I don't know if it's going to take place due to a number of players still having to test pot, um, negative and still trying to figure out all the inconsistencies so I don't know if Manchester City is going to play against Chelsea on Sunday so I'll let everyone know if anything changes. And Fulham's next match looks like it's going to go ahead against Burnley on Saturday. Bearing any terrific or horrific problems. They should be playing against Burnley on Saturday at 6am. Looking forward to Fulham kicking Burnley's ass and getting some more points on the board. Come on Fulham, we need to start winning some games. And that's my Premier League... Uh, announcements for this week episode 54 now drum roll please some big probably a bigger news than that the Chicago Cubs have made a epic trade and David Kaplan on I wish that would be nice the Marquee Sports Network sucks I wish they go back to WGN but oh well so you have access to it. I I thought I I think I do. I honestly don't really know. Like I caught was on a game once and I thought it worked, but I don't know if that was like free trial or what. NBC Sports is the the way to go though. Oh yeah, way better. Or sub select games still. And the big news, the epic news, the Cubs are not going back to WGN, sadly. But this news is trade news. You Darvish, the runner-up for the 2020 National League Cy Young, he's been on the Cubs for a number of years, left the Dodgers and signed with the Cubs for a six-year, $126 million contract. Darvish, there was big things expected for him when he arrived. Let's say when he arrived, it came not good. Darvish, ew, awful. The first t- couple months he was on the team, 
improved. Then it was awful. And this year, he finally put together, albeit only in 12 starts due to the 2020 season being a lot shorter than 162 games. But in 12 starts, he was excellent. And almost one Cyan fell short of Trevor Bauer, who I, in my opinion, deserved to win. So I'm not angry by any means. Both were well-deserving if they were able to capture the Cyan. And the Cubs have made it known they're struggling financially with the Ricketts family, has announced they are struggling. They made some misjudgments on working around Wrigleyville, and also the new Marquee Sports Network is taking a hit on them, and the COVID-19 pandemic, of course, has hit them hard. And they've had to make some cuts. They fired over 100 members of staff, ranging from all members of all over from front office, staff, just all the staff in general, 100 were laid off. And they finally had to make a big decision in terms of on the field players. And they traded Darvish to the San Diego Padres. Darvish and the backup catcher and New Darvish's personal catcher, Victor Caratini, were shipped off to the San Diego Padres. This was what you can call a salary dump. In terms of what did I mean by that, I mean that they wanted his contract off the books. They wanted you Darvish's $62 million remaining dollars off the books. And the best way to do that was to trade him. So they traded him to the Padres. And what are we getting in return? We are getting six-year veteran Zach Davies. He played on the Padres this year and was on the Brewers before that. Davies, good, free, four-starter. He played in the playoffs for the Padres this year, started winning their games. Wasn't very good in that game. But Davies is a dependable pitcher. He's not going to blow anyone away. But he's the kind of guy that I would want on the team. He had a solid 20 campaign in which Soraiti had a career best 2.7 free ERA, 63 strikeouts, and 69 for innings for the Padres. He was fifth in ERA in the National League last year. He's been excellent, said Jed Hoyer, the Cubs' new president. Four of the five last years, he's been really good. And Davies will be on the Cubs for one year. He is arbitration eligible next offseason, so he couldn't fairly leave the Cubs after one year, depending on how he looks successful. The Cubs want to bring him back. We'll see. And... What else did we get? So Zach Davies. And then shortstop, Renegild, Pacheco, Owen Cassie, outfielder, Ishmael, Mania, outfielder, and shortstop, Yashan Santana. And these guys I'd never heard of in my life. Part of that is obviously their ages. Reginald is 17. He is the club's number 10 prospect. Owen Cassie, 18, Ishmael Minya, 18, and Ishian Santana is 20. All these guys very young. And the Padres honestly got a good deal out of this. They didn't need to give up any of their big prospects. None of these guys were even in the top 20 of their prospects. And they were a lot farther down. These are the kind of guys you trade for when you want to see how they look in the minors. None of these guys have even played in the minor leagues yet. They're like brand new. And these are the guys you want 
2025, 2026, 2027. Down the line, maybe they can make a big impact on the Cubs. They get brought up, major leagues in a few years, number of years, make a big impact depending on who's left by that point. Anthony will be gone probably by that point. Chris Bryant would be gone. Howard Bias could be gone. We'll see who would even be left by 2025, 2026. And they, they said earlier it's retooling. But obviously it's not a retooling to get rid of Hugh Darvish for a bunch of prospects who won't see the Cubs for years. Zach Davies is helpful. But a retooling would have been keeping you Darvish and signing or trading for Zach Davies and not giving up Darvish. So a rotation would have been you Darvish would be one, Condor's two. Then we would have had Alec Mills, Zach Davies, and Albert Elzenai. But instead, Darvish gone. So right now, Kyle Hendricks is the ace. Then we have Alec Mills. Zach Davies, Albert Alzali, and then whoever the fifth starter is. I don't know who that is, to be honest, at all. No idea. Because Tyler Chatwood's gone. John Lester, unless we re-sign him, is gone. Those guys are all gone. Jose Quintana finally is gone. And we'll see what the Cubs look like in the next campaign, 2021 season. But for now... Things look bleak. The division is very weak. That Central is one of the worst in all of baseball. NL Central, very bad. But we'll see what transpires for the Cubs when everything is able to reinvent itself in the beginning of the next season. When that begins, I don't know. We'll see. But... I was angry about this trade a few days ago, but now I think I'm more calmed down, not as furious, not going to rant and rave, scream and yell. I'm more okay. We are struggling with financial reasons. I don't completely understand the trade, but it makes sense in some reasons, some regards. And the Cubs did say they were struggling for cash, so to get rid of the $62 million does make sense. Andrew Darvish is 35 and this was his best year as the Cub member and best in a couple of years. And he is prone to injury. So let's say we didn't trade him and he was horrible next season. His trade stock would be very low. But to trade it while it's high makes sense. But I don't think we got enough at all, really, in regards. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Reginald, Owen, Ishmael, Yoson, Santana in the couple five years, maybe they're explosive, sensational. Unbelievable. But I don't know. So thanks for listening to this on the Cubs. You Darvish finally gone from the Cubs. And the next segment, we shall decide, DJ Venable and I, what that is in a few minutes. the Blog Sports Show. We just finished talking about the Cubs. And now it's time to talk about the NHL hockey news. Mainly I want to focus on the Chicago Blackhawks, but 
There's some uttered stories before we get to that deserve to be talked about. First, I want to send out my thoughts, prayers, and wishes to longtime goalie Henrik Lundqvist. One of the best goalies in recent memory. Always been a big fan of him, even though I hated the New York Rangers. I was a fan of him. He is undergoing open heart surgery. So prayers go out to him, wishes to him, and hope that Henrik Lundqvist can make a speedy recovery and get better from the open heart surgery. Then, uh, Nikita, one of the best. Uh, Kucherov, one of the best offensemen in the NHL, will miss the whole 2021 season due to injury. That's bad for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but if any team can survive losing one of their best players, it is that team with still Steven Stamkos, variety of great stars on that team, so maybe they can weather the storm. And then finally, another one that I want to talk about is that Jano Chara, captain of the Boston Bruins, 14 years on the Bruins after he left the Ottawa Senators, has left the Bruins and signed with the Washington Capitals in a stunning move. Not stunning per se. The Bruins said they wanted to become younger, move to younger players, get more young guys on this team, and Chara is 43 years old. This is similar to Tom Brady sort of thing. I saw an article about that that mentioned Tom Brady was basically shown the door and left to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This was kind of like that. The Bruins were like, we don't want him, even though he wanted to stay. So he left. Boston is now a member of the Washington Capitals, joining veterans such as Alexander Ovechkin and many others. Still a good squad. He can make the playoffs with this squad and maybe retire, making a deep playoff run, depending on how the Capitals do. Okay, now we're going to move on to the Blackhawks news. As you know, a while ago, at the conclusion of the Vegas Golden Knights Blackhawks playoff series, Alex Neander will miss four to five months due to injury. He had a bad ankle injury in that final game. And I can't stand Alex Neander. He's awful. I'm not a fan of him whatsoever. And I asked my friend Frank, what was his thoughts of losing Neander at the time? And Frank was like, good riddance. He didn't like him either. So let's hope he recovers, of course. But in terms of being devastated by the injury, Neander's injury wasn't one that devastated me. Now we're going to move on to two that are more devastating for me. Kirby Dock, the sensational young guy for the team, made his presence known in the playoffs for us. Big part of why we upset the Edmonton Oilers and won one game against the Vegas Golden Knights was Kirby Dock. Big fan of him. So young, only 20 years old, but I am a big Kirby Dock fan. And he's going to miss four to five months. And why? It's because he fractured his right wrist. He was playing for Team Canada, which was having an exposition win last week against Russia ahead of the World Junior Championships. And Kirby Dock will miss four to five months. He had a harmless body check in the neutral zone, but he pulled off his gloves, skated off the ice, and went directly to the locker room in Edmonton, Alberta. This is according to Emily Kaplan of ESPN. And with him out four to five months, the Blackhawks needed to sign a veteran forward to take his place. So they signed Carl Soderberg, 
to help web death was a good signing in my opinion i don't know a lot about carl but 35 year old veterans can always help and this was good signing for him and in the playoffs he scored six points kirby jock in nine games finished his second among all blackhawks forwards in ice time 19 minutes 24 failing trailing only patrick kane he in the season he had eight goals and 15 assists in 64 games Big fan of Kirby Duck. Wish him all the best. Hope he can get back on the ice soon after surgery and rehabbing. Now, the final Blackhawks injury report is even more elusive, more mysterious than Kirby Duck's. That one was more okay. We saw the injury. It's understandable. This one, there's not really any news about it. Came out of blue. Came out of thin air. I didn't even see it coming. And that is that Captain Jonathan Taze will be out indefinitely. And he released a statement discussing why he won't be coming back to training camp and why he's going to take an extended leave in injury out of illness. And he said in quote, this is from ESPN, he said, This offseason, I've been experiencing symptoms that left me feeling drained and lethargic. Taze in a statement from the team. I'm working with doctors so I can better understand my condition. Until I can get my health back to a place where I feel I can perform at an elite level and help my team, I will not be joining the Blackhawks for training camp. I do not have a timetable for when I will rejoin the team. I'm extremely disappointed, but it wouldn't be fair to myself or my teammates to attempt to play my current condition. And then Jonathan thanked the Blackhawks coaching staff, front office, ownership, and fans for the understanding. And quote, finally, he said to the fans, to Blackhawks fans, I'll continue to do whatever I can to get back on the ice, return to play the game I love for the team I love, he said. I'll not be making any firmer comment at this time. Ask everyone to please respect my privacy as I focus on my health and recovery. This is a big blow to me and the team. We already lost Kirby Doc and Elander. Now we lost Jonathan Taze. And this is a big blow. The team wasn't that great to begin with, even with Taze, Doc, Neilander all at 100%. This is a young team. We already have talked about previously on the Blog Sports Show. We're going to be moving to young goaltenders. We'll be Colin Delia, Malcolm Subban, Kevin Lincoln. And we also traded Brian Saad for Nikita Zerdov. So this team is rebuilding. And I think, honestly, we might see a really bad season for the Blackhawks this year, depending on how long Kirby Doc, Taze, and Nylander miss. And I'm praying for everyone who got injury. Hopefully come back ready to go when the time comes back. Injuries are always a fickle thing. You never know. Will they re-injure it? Will the rehab go poorer? Will the surgery not be successful? But hoping and all wishes go out to the Blackhawks and anyone else that we mentioned who is undergoing injury treatment. And I think that concludes that. Unless you have anything DJ Bainbull to discuss about uh, John Pate's. Yeah, did you go over his condition like it was a good remedy yeah I, I just discussed what he said that um 
it's private and he's been experiencing lethargic and drained conditions. Right, yeah. The timetable when I report the training camp. Yeah. Because uh, I, I don't... Yeah. I don't know what. Just yeah. yeah, I don't know what the problem is. He hasn't said. He, he's very private. Yeah, so hopefully it's uh, nothing serious. At least uh, immediate, like an emergency. Uh, I mean, he would have said like, "Oh, be forced to retire." Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't sound like the case. So I'll be optimistic on his return sometime. All right, we finished talking about the hockey. Now we move to the Chicago Red Stars after the break. Welcome back, and we have breaking news on behalf of the Chicago Red Stars. And I first found this bit of news through just casually, uh, well, unintentionally being awoken. I don't know what uh, caused it. Yeah, uh, I had gotten on Twitter. I was like, oh, uh, was it 8 a.m.? Past 8 a.m. And I looked on Twitter, and Red Stars had tweeted something real early, and that is that. Our very own Chicago acquires from Sky Blue FC two of their star players in Mallory Pugh and Captain Sarah Waldmo. And so what this consists of is World Cup champion in Pugh and second former second overall selection um, would be that them two being the newest members of the roster. There's a huge acquisition um, and uh, Coach Dames have to say that we are excited to welcome Mallory and Sarah to the Chicago Red Stars family. They're both talented, experienced players of character. I'm confident they will fit in well with the group and will help our continued evolution. I really like that part. That's kind of when I first saw. And in exchange, this is a trade. I actually really like how the Red Stars have been doing things, um, which is smartly. They trade basically for no one, at least not for, uh, for now. They now not have to trade away uh, anyone. They basically fully protect their players, and they will continue that with this because this is all uh, via the Skyblue FC in exchange for four and eight overall selections in the 2021 forthcoming NWSL draft, as well as a conditional first-round pick in the 2022 NWSL draft as well as an international slot for 2021 and 2022, which is the way that the other fun up side that we acquired Yuki Nagasato, who sadly is no longer part of it. Though I believe 
this a big reason why um, Red Stars made this move is because of that. Uh, those reasons that the fill the void for losing to Louisville FC. Um, UP and Savannah. Yeah, CJ, what are your thoughts? And how did you first uh, find out about this news? I found out via The Athletic. I follow the Red Stars on there and it mentioned it. And it was one of like the ones that when you follow Team on The Athletic, you a lot of times you get on like the main notification page on your iPad or phone, you'll get it. And I got one of those there. I was like, Red Stars, trade. I was like, oh. And I told Benny the Bull off air that I thought this was a good trade, like he just mentioned. We lost Savannah, lost Yuki, and need to make a move. And I think Mallory, even though as of late she hasn't been as fantastic, she had a hip injury and had to miss. She had a hip injury, had to miss the Challenge Cup. She only played in one game for the Sky Blue, but when firing all cylinders, Mallory is very successful. She had 18 goals and 63 appearances. For the women's national team and lots of potential only 22 so if he she can become more consistent and this is a quote from the manager of the women's national team Vladko Androska said he's looking for more consistency from the attacker quote I want to be clear that she's a very talented player she performed well and has a big future in front of her so I'm pretty sure she keeps on developing going forward should be on this roster, the manager said. And going off it, I heard of her previously, been a fan of Maui Pugh, and excited to see what she can bring to the Red Stars roster. Good decision. And Benny the Bull and I agreed that losing draft picks maybe sounds bad, but in this instance, not losing an our player and getting someone of great caliber was a good move. I've seen both of them live before, and uh, that is uh, more recently, I'd say, for uh, in Mallory Pugh, uh, her being uh, Soldier Field, part of the uh, U.S. Women's National Team, friendly against South Korea back uh, last October, and she is not. She's actually not from around here. She's uh, from Colorado. But yeah, I've, I've seen her uh, play here first with the Spirit and then um, her, of course, uh, being off uh, with the trade uh, this year. Sky Blue haven't seen her since that time. Though, yeah, she made 40 appearances with the Spirit. And uh, this year with the Sky Blue, she hadn't gotten a chance. Uh, again, due to the injury yet. Uh, a little bit more about Pew. She, at 21, was the second youngest member of the 2019 team behind 20 year old Tierna Davidson. Yes, uh, our very own. And yeah, Tierna hasn't made too many as well, though she's recently come back. And looking forward to uh, seeing her grow 
row and yeah i've seen them both um live and uh very uh intriguing here that we got sarah uh number 16 um she is so it's still yeah still young so uh quite more experienced at 28 uh midfielder is from Fort Wayne, Indiana. So she's a Midwest gal and uh, definitely uh, would fit in a lot. I did hear somewhere uh, where she uh, had a quote said that she's excited to be part of um, live in Chicago and to see everyone. And I'm sure she'll fit in real quick because of that Midwest connection. And also, uh, SB Nation Hot Time in Old Town. After the announcement uh, that the Red Stars said we're not messing around, uh, owner said um, we're the oldest and winningest pro women's soccer club in the country. This is going to be a remarkable year. And with that, also Coach Dames continued on he says that uh, you take Mel's experience internationally and within the league there's certainly nobody in the draft that matches that and I think Sarah's very similar to Kalia for us last year we're bringing in a player with experience as I said earlier and a player that who had, was a captain of another uh, team of course with Sky Blue and those attributes you cannot kind of find that so, yeah, once again, very similar to the move last year. And, of course, we know P's resume uh, being our national team, uh, the first overall, uh, for under 17, uh, being 17 back in 2016, and actually breaking out um, as part of the 2016 Olympics team, um, and most recently with last year's World Cup as well in France. And, yeah, sadly, she uh, didn't play too much. Uh, but, yeah, being uh, since then, she had played nine games, actually, for Sky Blue in 2019. And uh, this year, had as we mentioned. And um, she had to say that, obviously, this year has presented a lot of difficulties and different injuries. It also has been a lot of time where I've been able to heal my body and really take care of some lightning little injuries that I've been dealing with for the past, I don't know, two years, I've just been thankful that I've been able to take the time, heal, and just get ready for 2021. Oh. And, uh, yes. Yeah, before we wrap up uh, episode 54, part one, I want to read a quote that uh, Mallory Pugh said when they asked her about her thoughts on joining the Red Stars. Sure, sure. And this is from Sports Illustrated. And she said, quote, I'm incredibly excited for the opportunity to play for the Chicago Red Stars, Pugh said. The team has so many great players, including some of my U.S. National League women's teammates, and I can't wait to join them and work hard to help the club bring home a championship. That's the goal. Yeah, it's been uh, almost for years. And um, continuing up with the Red Stars, that um, uh, owner... Arnold Whistler, he, uh, like I said, we're not messing around. There's several more very big announcements coming about this club, which have been around for so long, but which is really just getting 
started at a level that we haven't been able to think about before. The trade is wonderful. The two kids we love watched them for years, and there's a lot more coming. So, yeah, despite this is not like, all right, we're getting like someone from the Courage, like a big, like dominant player, like still like this, these two are, good. are um, very good and uh, superstars. So, um, you know, one, one of them being on a national team, the other uh, currently not yet. Uh, that doesn't make them any less uh, uh, good. Well represented <laughs> in this because they actually basically um, reunite with familiar faces in the new place, and um, we're ready to see that. As uh, I mentioned off air, that them two, two and well, no, they actually know. Based on USWNT uh, players such as Casey Short, as well as back uh, in second, yeah, they actually were at the same time part of the US under 20s World Cup team that won the tournament along with their teammates, featured Juliet, Morgan Bryan, Vanessa DiBernardo, and Kalia Ohai. A lot. And so, yeah, this. Uh, the Red Stars actually tweeted today this one that they had uh, some uh, a collage of that uh, weather from 2019 with Casey and Tiana and then uh, a group photo of a celebration um, with uh, those four, those other three that I mentioned and uh, at that time uh, yeah like I said they're on the 20 uh, most of them being uh uh, 2019 at the time. So, as for Waldma, she had to say that I'm so excited to be a part of the Charlotte Stars. I've always admired the style of soccer and world class talent on this team. I cannot wait to be in the training environment with them every day. I'd like to thank Chicago for this opportunity. I look forward to getting to know the city and fans. Let's go, Red Stars. All right. Awesome job, GG Benny Bull, yet again with your in-depth research and analysis and opinions on the Chicago Red Stars. And that wraps up episode 54, part one. So stay tuned for part two coming up shortly. We might do episode, this one released at the end of tonight. So it would be the 31st. And then part two could be released on New Year's Eve day or the day after depending on what we have planned so stay tuned for more content on the blog sports show in the future